Hello and welcome to For the Love of Mary, a podcast series that tracks my journey to finding the relationship between the Virgin Mary and the position of women in Ireland. It's told through the conversations and stories shared with some of the most amazing women on this island. My practice as an artist is very much founded in the idea of gathering the stories of women and this project was no different. Supported by the Arts Council of Northern Ireland, SIAP Award, I was able to travel to meet with women, research the ideas that came up in our conversations, document shrines, all with a view of getting to the bottom of why she's so prevalent in Irish culture, and from that create new works of spoken word and poetry. I had no script, no questions drafted. So what you're about to hear are all very much responsive conversations. I hope you enjoy this journey just as much as I did. Don't forget to share and subscribe and thank you for listening. Hello and welcome to episode 11 of For the Love of Mary podcast. Um, every time I do the number it sounds dead weird. Um, it's just because I'm trying to remember what number I'm at. Um, this podcast made me so giddy to do and you can hear this you can completely hear this in me um whenever i start uh this this episode you get to listen to my conversation with the flipping amazing woman that is sereni hearn um she is um an amazing activist and a native speaker and sh- she's just all round bloody awesome woman uh, and, and a really good friend um so yeah you, you you get like I'm totally beside myself at the fact that she agreed to do this I mean we sat in her house with with tea and her dog Loki is is in the background um anyway uh, it was it was brilliant it, we we ramble a lot again you could see I have no agenda at all I have it's just a conversation that happens and wherever the conversation goes generally that's the way that it goes and it's so random places it does happen and we do spend the first few miles talking absolute nonsense but it was great and uh, i hope you enjoy it as much as i did and uh, catch you in the other side cheers <laughs> okay right so hit me up yeah, if you can give me your name. Yeah, it's Mrs. Sarah Nikarin. <laughs> Hi, Sarah. Hi. Thank you so much for doing this interview with me. And oh my goodness, I think I'm too loud. Okay, let's see. Right. How? Okay. <laughs> that might be. Is it me? That's too loud. No, no. We're both looking kind of nice and green and everything's looking good lovely it's all it's all nice yes so thank you so much for agreeing to do this interview with me um on my journey to find mary and (laughs) we've had some we've had some really interesting conversations over the last i don't know since i've been doing this project i've been like we've been dipping in and out and chatting about it um and i know that I love this a dog that only speaks Irish I know yeah it's a bit ridiculous no I think it's perfectly normal because if you were in another country and your dog only spoke English 
Would it be? No, because our in our street, like, so mum's dog's hilarious. So my dog only speaks Irish. So when he goes to visit my mum, he speaks in Irish only. Speaks. He only understands Irish. My aunt's dog understands both languages. And our neighbour's dog only understands Polish. It's amazing. <laughs> see? See? So, like, that's... Yeah. They all do the sniffy ball thing and they all get on really well. You know, like, sniff each other's bums and balls. Carry on to well. Awesome. <laughs> they do. Dogs do. Sniff bum. Yep. Sniff balls. Yep. Done. We are friends. Yeah. This is a handshake of a dog. I know, it's a handshake of a dog. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yes, not to deviate off topic. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> Too much balls and bombs talk. No, because we're here to talk about ladies, women. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> not ladies, women. Well, I suppose it, the idea, the notion of a lady comes into... Our lady herself. Our lady like, herself. I like calling her your lady, which I really enjoy saying to my aunt because it drives her fucking mental. Because she's not my lady. So I'm all like, oh yeah, your lady. <laughs> it's her really, really angry. But I like it. So you're, you've you've uh, rejected um, Catholicism as a, as a religion. Yeah, I'm currently in the process of trying to remove myself from the Catholic Church, which is a bit of a nightmare. It used to be really easy. You just wrote to your like, fucking bishop and he was all, Grant, it's you. But then... People got wonder how easy it was. So um, they've now put like steps in place. So you have to write to your parish priest. Then you have to wait for him to come back to you. Then he has to go to the part like the bishop and all. And it's like a whole hand of bars. Wow. Yeah. Why is that? Why is it harder? Because well, too many we people just... were like signing up, you know, like, yeah, I'm gone. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Yeah. So my friend is currently working on a doc called Punch the Pope because that's one of the ways you can get easily extradited the other way is telling them you've had an abortion and I've had one but I don't think I want them to know my business because like if I had enough as it is they'd fucking kill you like wow so technically I can like I am not a member of the Catholic Church because of my decisions in my past but I'm officially on paper still a Catholic wow yeah <gasps> handlebars that's that's crazy oh I that is crazy so I like I've I've been christened in a Presbyterian church but I never made a confirmation so I never I never made that stage, so oh, it gets worse. I, I only had the sort of probationary period. You know when you become a godparent, and I am a godparent to three children, mm-hmm. and I didn't really think about it until um, I was godparent to my best friend's baby girl about a week ago, right? And in the church, she rang me and she was like, "Are you are you baptized?" And I was like, "Yeah, I'm baptized." She's like, "Grant, okay, so you be well, you know, like you were the only one I wanted to, but I had to make sure that you're baptized because otherwise you're not allowed to be godparent." But then through the ceremony of like christening them in the Catholic Church, it was funny. It was a mixed ceremony. So we had a Catholic baptism and then we had like a Presbyterian dedication in the one day. Right? Because her, the child's mother is Catholic and the child's father is Protestant. He didn't care what form of Protestantism it was as long as she was dedicated to something. I was like, I never realised you were about like Presbyterian is all. I'm not, but it doesn't matter. Like as long as she has some Protestantism association wow. so yeah he was all like he's not religious he was just sort of doing it for his like his mum or whatever so but I was all like surely surely the mum would be like oh no it has to be Church of Ireland which yeah. is what he is and I was all Meh. but no apparently because also they wanted to have like a co-celebrant and that only certain churches do that so they got one that did but during that whole fucking ceremony they made me re-baptize myself <gasps> no yeah and I was like oh this is so fucking hard so I sat the whole time being all like like and now we're going to say the Our Father and I was all like I don't even A I don't know what an English right because all my prayers like all of my religion was done through Irish Mass it was an Irish prayers were an Irish fucking all your fucking sacraments were an Irish so I don't know my prayers in English at all and so then 
so he was doing all his thing and I was all there like fuck me this is so awkward so then he was all like do you denounce Satan and I was all like nah, no I can't do it like nah, I don't know and they're like will you raise this child in the eyes of Jesus Christ I was all well I'm not a Catholic but like if I end up looking after the way and that's what the man wants then I will obviously bring her up in Catholicism but she's gonna know that I'm gonna be like this is bullshit <laughs> <laughs> Don't actually have to do this. It's all shite. Um, but yeah, they rebaptized me, and I was like, "Oh, that's so annoying." I'm trying to remove myself from this shite, and you've got to rebaptize me again. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Yeah. So technically, it was baptized originally once, and then like three times for the crack when you're being a godparent. <laughs> raging, raging. And I don't think like the last two. I don't think I was as strongly like not wanting to be part of the religion like I was all like it doesn't really matter but this time I was all like fucking the fuck that's a huge ask that's that's the mark of friendship right there and she knows because I was like you know it's not my jam like you know I'm not into the whole Jesus thing like I do not buy into the one God who's a man and his son who's a man and all of the other men who are better than us women and she was all yeah I know but it's not about that I just I want you to be godparent like you know I've chosen you for a reason it just so happens that it's in the Catholic Church and I was all like right okay Ugh. wow mm. yeah I think I would probably be the uh, on a similar book level yeah um, like it's so lovely it's like I'm so honoured that she wants me to be the child's fucking spiritual guide <laughs> I'm all like you've chosen the wrong religion you know what I mean like however I will say this um, like because my daughter uh so my, my both my children were raised in the Catholic Church because that was their father's religion. Mm. I was never, like I say, I was never confirmed in a church. So even even if I wanted to, if get married, which I don't, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Do it my way. Do I don't want to not. I don't want to not get married, but I don't want to get married. If you know what I mean. Yeah. I don't. I don't know how I feel. I. I've been so vehemently against marriage for so long. Um. Um. God. You're allowed to change your mind. I know. I know. Um. But I, I like the whole institution of it. <laughs> anyway. No, I get it. Like I refuse to tick the whole miss or missus thing. I will always tick miss. Because I'm always like, it's not your fucking business whether or not I am fucking associated to a man or not. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. absolutely. And in the North, it's only association to a man, obviously, because a woman could never marry a woman in this fucking state. No, that's that's very true. Uh, Yeah, I mean, I think... Like whenever the whenever the marriage equality passed in the south, there was there were a lot of a lot of gay people sitting like in the morning, and they you know like their their parents coming down and going, so when are you getting married? Now you always said I can't, I'm gay. <laughs> and the pressure's on again. Yeah, um, oh. but yeah, no, I be so yeah. Even if I wanted to get married, I couldn't in a church because I've never been confirmed. But um, yeah, so both both my kids were raised uh, Catholic, and when Chloe was going through secondary school and she was doing RE, uh, I think it was in first year, and we were we were doing like the revision for her exams, yeah. and uh, whatever it was came up, and it was it was detailed out as this is this is um, this is the answer that. This is the answer that is in the textbook and I had said to her you know so my ba- my background is theology um, I <laughs> studied it from a degree and uh, I'm thinking you know that it's not actually that that's a very simplified version of it and here is the background of it and blah 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 blah, blah. and she looked at me and she went yes but mum I'm at a Catholic school 
And this is the answer that they're expecting of me. Let's just give them that answer. (laughs) And I thought, I have no worries about you growing up. (laughs) (laughs) You understand the system and you're willing to work it. That's cool. (laughs) Because it's mad. Like now we're in a place where like JP is the same as myself. He is not a Catholic. Does he doesn't see it. It has no like love for it. Like to I'm kind of like ugh, like whatever. Let people be what they want to do. People want to believe in the one big man God. That's fine. But he's all like, no, it's not. It's not my religion at all. So when we go to co- like to weddings and like all of my friends have had all of them at, from home have all like Catholic weddings, right? Like every single one of them has done like their version of the white dress or it's all been in mass, all churches. But every time you go and the whole communion thing comes up, you're like, oh. And then a friend of mine, the last time it was a, the last wedding was a mixture wedding. It was like a Maori, it was beautiful. It was a Maori marrying a Catholic, right? So they had like, the the amazing. Their like ceremony was trilingual, right? So they had like Irish, English and Maori, like the whole way through it. It was beautiful. But um, the, the priest from home, who's like a normal, lovely priest like he came out for marriage equality I'm sure he voted for fucking the abortion well maybe not but like he's very very like of the people like what you want to see in a priest as mom says it's a shame he can't get married it's such a waste right so um, <laughs> is this a priest from Gador? yeah because I think whenever the whenever the in Fulcara they set up an LGBT group he and there. he came down Definitely. yeah yeah, and said whatever he could do to support yeah. the group like he's he's awesome amazing as far as priests go yeah he like as priests go right obviously like he's still a priest but um, he's just a lovely lovely human being and he'll always like he'll always do what he has to do do you know like we had a I'm voting yes ask me why tea party in Gidor for the marriage equality and he came right it was interesting so it was like a whole group of people there like most of them are obviously for marriage equality because like no one really wants to come and up to you like be the only bigot amongst everybody <laughs> but he came and he was sat there and he went I so I don't I don't know he was all I'm being told what I'm supposed to do and it doesn't sit right with me he was all my head and my heart are telling me two different things and I just need to decide which one I'm going to vote for which was amazing wow um, and he did come out and say he was voting for marriage equality, which was unreal, you know. And uh, but he was the priest at the wedding, and he was all like, "I'm, I'm aware that there are some non-Catholics in the building, so if you want to come up and get a blessing, you know, just come up and cross your hands, cross your arms, you know, buddy, and I'll give you a blessing, or whatever." And the first time JP saw it, he was like, "Oh, fucking doing that, fucking getting a fucking blah blah." And now he's all like, "I, I might take a wee blessing." <laughs> and I'm like, "I don't even know if I want one of them." I really respect him as a human being. Yeah. I had him as a teacher. He's a lovely, lovely human being. But I'm all like, I suppose I should give the blessings. All blessings are lovely. It's like prayers. You know, they're all like, Mary, I'll pray for Mary. All like kind of madness, you're I'll take your prayer. But like, it's like yeah. sending goodwill to the world. I suppose I should take it and not deny it. I have a wedding in a week. I'm obviously battling whether or not I'm going to go and do the whole thing. Yeah. I, <coughs> I, I only ever, I think whenever I go to, to the mass things I, I don't ever like I'll stand up and I'll sit down I won't kneel but I'll stand up and I'll sit down along with everybody else Um, partly because I know that it's so that you don't fall asleep yeah and so I'm happy to do the standing up <laughs> and sitting down so that I don't fall asleep but I won't do any of the other bits and pieces mostly because it's not my thing it's not my religion yeah. it's not 
but I, I don't take part like I, I haven't it's been so long I think my grandfather's funeral was the last time I was in a Protestant church yeah so yeah it's it's mad it is it's a bit crazy yeah um, but uh, yeah so on that note on that the note, last Mary. time <laughs> I um, I got a tattoo right uh, I got it when I was travelling um, because the only time I've ever said a prayer and meant it ever right was my aunt who was diagnosed with schizophrenia um, was a massive massive Mary believer and like that's the way my whole family are right when I decided that I wasn't going to be a Catholic anymore they were all like um what about the Virgin Mary <laughs> so like I'd have had her like just tied out of the whole rigmarole of the rest of it so no I know but like it's different with her and I was all is it though um, but when my aunt was dying it was the only time I've actually said a Catholic prayer and at that point I wasn't in any way a Catholic do you know what I mean I hadn't been buying into it for a while but I knew in my head that that wasn't where I was and it's the only time I said a prayer and kind of meant it just because because it meant so much to my aunt and she was dying at that point and we knew she was dying and you have to do the rosary every fucking two minutes so you were doing the rosary solid line and then yeah and it was just like ah there was that moment where it's all you know hold on I know it now so I'm all Neve Burr Marjay Gearn and Paki Men so like Virgin Mary pray for us sins I don't know pray for our sinners now in the hour of our death I mean that one I don't know it in English right so that's why I'm all like um but it was the one time where I said that and I was all like ah if she does exist like if that's a thing and even if she doesn't my aunt totally buys into this and I meant it and I was all like that's mad it's mad to say a prayer to a religion that you do not believe in so I totally click my toes uh, <laughs> this is how my brain works too I'm sorry um, so it was the one time I said a prayer and like genuinely meant it not that that's my religion or anything but I was all like no I'll buy into it for today and so I got a tattoo for my aunt of that prayer but I didn't want to have like the Virgin Mary tattoo prayer on me so I got it done at home because I was all haha not everyone's going to know what it is ah. so it's like rattle lines straight line lots of lines on it and it literally just has that one line from that prayer on it wow which is kind of a bit of a big dedication to the Catholic yeah. Church on your body <laughs> <laughs> but it's but it's more it's more to more to your aunt I think yeah And but yeah it's, it's a dedication to her but it is a big old fucking Catholic prayer and it's big do you know like I didn't go for those small subtle ones like I went for a big fucking half body size five hours of sitting there being all like hope this is worse at the end but yeah and wherever you are I hope you appreciate it yeah I'm all like hope you're enjoying this dedicating this to you buddy class yeah yeah um yeah the prayers are the prayers are really interesting and so you're just for context, you are a, a native speaker, yes. a native Irish speaker, and um, you work. That's that's sort of like the work. That's my jam. That's your, <laughs> that's your jam. Um, and uh, so yeah, touching on the Irish language and on like that's your background and the, yeah, and the funny it's a funny language for a non-Catholic, right? Because, um all languages move and change and originally it was pagan language that was it that was our jam all our you know everything was associated with paganism and that's where the language stemmed from like celtic pagany that kind of way and then eventually when um the like christians came across the island right <laughs> with them they brought new words in latin so then latin started to change the way we speak it's really interesting if you look at like 
how we speak and why we speak the way we do. So then Latin words came in, words like prison, which is the word for prison, right? I don't know why that one's, that's one of them. Um, Bethala, beer, um, and then like bujal, all these words that, that we would never have had. And even the way we say them, we didn't pronounce them the way we do now, but it's all because of Catholicism. And then new things came in, like the fucking days of the week, right? So things like before this, you know, they were just called, I don't know, the first day, I don't know what it was before fucking Catholicism. I don't know who knows what the words were, but now they're like, so Anne Lewin is like Monday, right? And then when you talk about a specific Monday, you say J Lewin, and that J literally stands for God. It is a fucking, it's the like uh, genitive case of God right every fucking day has that at the start of it so you're all like yeah i'm going there god monday i'm going there god tuesday like it's in there yeah. it's like the weirdest thing in the world to have a language so affected by catholicism and then obviously like our hello which i never fucking say um <laughs> is see a bitch which is like god be with you and the response is god and mary be with you and then you can literally just keep going till you're adding fucking 20 million saints priests and, oh, priest yeah. Saints. yeah it's mad yeah, I think that was whenever, cause whenever I started learning, <laughs> and I never. It's not something you think about no. until you look at it and go, "Oh my word!" Yeah. Like that's God, mm. big man, God, mm. big man, God, big man, God, all the time. And then Mary, and then yeah, well, she, she's that's what I mean. You know the hierarchy of Catholicism, right? When it's not like God and Jesus be with you, like Irish God language, Irish people, we're all about the Mary, Mary. God, then Mary. Yeah, and uh, about the, the sort of... But then, but Irish culture is a very matriarchal... Aye, to a point. Old, old Irish culture. Back in the day, yeah. Old Irish culture would have been a very matriarchal. Yeah, like the woman culture. was just as important. Yeah. You know what I mean? And then Catholicism came and ruined everything. Because <laughs> it's like, right, so the whole thing about, about deciding to be a different religion to everyone else in your family, right, is that there is the whole, well, why would you choose to do that, right? Like, it's ridiculous, you know, this is the way you're raised. Not that any of them are particularly Catholic. We're a funny group. So my mum is a lapsed Catholic. My father is a lapsed Catholic who is now kind of more Presbyterian because my little sister is Presbyterian. We foster My little sister's Presbyterian. My dad was taking her to fucking service. He fucking loved it. Right, to the point where he still drags her and she's all like, I'm fucking 16, I don't want to go to fucking service. And dad's all, you have to go, it's, we have to go, right. So my dad drags her because he's pretty much Presbyterian. My oldest brother is a definite Catholic, like he goes and does the whole mass jam thing. He loves a bit of mass, um, loves his sacraments, loves all that kind of stuff. And then my brother Keevan just kind of, ugh, whatever. Like he got married within the Catholic church. Kids are all baptised within the Catholic church, but he's not fussy, no mass, it's just ceremonial events. And then when I decided that I was definitely pagan and that's what I wanted to do, like the whole question was like about the Virgin Mary and why would you want to do that? And, you know, and the question boils down to like, as a woman, like that's just not a religion invented for us. Like Catholicism is not invented for women because it's so bad. Like in the Bible, our options are women that we know of, right? That come off the top of your head. She's got to, you know, obviously there's the Virgin Mary who's like the most perfect human being ever right she's so perfect none of us could ever be here this is my always my argument right if you're a man you could magically be born Jesus Christ like you, it could happen you could just be born and there you are you're Jesus Christ there's no like restrictions in place but like the Virgin Mary is so specific she's such a beautiful clean clean right there looks like just gonna have a wee circle to myself Sarah's on a rant about Mary. I've settled myself. <laughs> She's too perfect. You could never be Mary, right? Because you could never have a child without banging somebody. Like, it's just never going to happen, right? Because she magically got pregnant, asked God. God, she didn't even ask God. God came to her and fucking flicked it on her, right? So it wasn't even like she asked for it. 
right? And then all of our other women that we can choose to be from the Bible of people that stick out are John the Baptist's ma, who's like the old lady who gave birth to his son magically in an old age, right? Then there's the whore, who, thank God, a man came and saved her and changed her mind. And then you start running out of other like prominent women who stick out in the Bible. Yeah. New Testament. I was going to say. Old Testament's if, pretty solid, if right? You're, if, you're, <laughs> if, you're, if your only focus is the New Testament, yeah. I mean, there's not very prominent, not very many prominent women, but there are some. Uh, I mean, Eve again, kind of fucked. If that's where you're going yeah. to, because she is obviously the reason why the, everything the, fucking came to us. The, the demonic side of things. Well, she's not really the demonic, but she's the curse. Yeah. Um. You've got Sarah, who I'm fault. named after, right? Like I'm named after a person in the Bible, and I'm specifically called my name. Because of that fucking, because of Sarah and Abraham in the Bible. My mum and dad argued about my name, right? Like, solidly. My mum was definitely going to call me Marie. That was my name. 100% I was going to be Marie after my granny. My dad was all, no, we're going to call her Sarah after, like, my godmother's sister who died when she was really young. Her name was Sarah. Sarah Kern. Slave name. Whatever. But that was her name. And then they argued solidly. They couldn't decide. And during my christening ceremony, or baptism, uh, the Old Testament, the story was about Abraham and Sarah. My dad was all, it's a sign. And that's why I'm called Sarah. But it's the only reason I have my name, right? So I get it. Like, I'm named after someone from the Bible. There's loads more. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And Judith. Yeah. You know, Judith, like, is a pretty strong character. Yeah, but then I just feel like we're strong. Old Testament women are strong. But normally we're a bit of a, like, we make dick moves. You know, like, we bring down the demise of somebody or we're the reason why two men are fighting or we're the reason... Yeah, isn't, isn't that, though, the narrative of men? A hundred percent. It is like the patriarchy at its best. Yeah. But so any sort of Bible-based thing doesn't work for me. But like the new Bible, the new for the new the new version, the New Testament. <laughs> the new Testament. <laughs> yeah. It's just way worse. Well, you know, I think I think in terms of Catholicism, you're what uh, you're you're normally the virgin or the whore. Yeah, and you're normally given you're normally given a a, a reading from a prophet, one of the major prophets. Yes. Yeah. Oh man. <laughs> <laughs> God forbid a woman should write anything down. How dare she? Yeah, don't, none of the female prophets. Just the, the they, they didn't the exist. Women didn't major. write things down. Like we just. Uh, well, lots of stuff wasn't written down, and um, so lots of the Old Testament. I mean, lots of it's really, really boring. If you ever go through it, lot, it the beginning of it's really, really boring. Um, Deuteronomy is kind of a bit like oh, it's a bit exciting, and you know, there's like that. Um, it's kind of warlike and stuff, yeah. and there's all of. That. but anyway I digress um, and I'm on the precipice of geeking out not <laughs> <laughs> well, like John to the Corinthians if you're going to choose one that's the one because he's all like if I don't have love that's the one I kept quoting at Christians during the marriage equality referendum ah. so I'm like I know my fucking bible not my old one I know my new one because I'm all like there's just not enough women for us to fucking talk about but John to the Corinthians is all about how if you don't have love then you're nothing yeah Right, and it was the only one I could quote to every fucking Christian. And you knock on the door, and you're all, oh, "That's kids are religion." So, like, but you're literally denying them love. You're saying that their love doesn't exist. And then they were like, "All oh, right, okay, maybe." Yeah, John the Corinthians. Every time anyone I know is getting married, I'm all John the Corinthians. You won't regret it. Just <laughs> go for that reading. It's fucking lovely. I can even listen to it without being like, Psh! <laughs> which I can't do with most. Hmm. Yeah, me. Uh, yeah, I spent my degree avoiding the New Testament because it's such good crack, and all the women are shy. Because it's, because it's, yeah, because it's no crack whatsoever. Um, 
however we got to the end of my degree and they they like the final year and they were like you have to choose a new testament module <laughs> you have to do a new testament module otherwise we can't give you your degree oh, fuck so it's like okay the book that scares me the most is revelations okay i'm like I need to do Revelations. That's the book that caused me terror when I was a teenager. I'm going to fucking get a handle on this. I'm going to do it. And at the same time as I was doing Revelation, I was also doing the Aeneid in English. Mm. So I had like these two books <laughs> on alongside each other. I'm going, ah, John, you genius. You like ripped off <laughs> the Aeneid. Like, and other texts that were, you know, the Odyssey and all of that sort of stuff. You know, it, so it, it was kind of clever writing and and almost didn't make it into the Bible. Like they when they sat down at the council, they were like, well, oh, it's a bit too, it's a bit too much. It's a bit too serious. Because <laughs> that's the thing about being Irish and it being a matriarchal society. We can say that, but there's also big questions there to the point where as someone who studies Irish language, right, and like our Irish language history, like all of the stuff that is written down, all of it, all of it is from men. It's mm-hmm. mad, right? So to the point where they... They didn't think women's poetry, which would have been like Keenan Criers, Graveside Criers, right? That whole going through Oliver was too emotional to write down. And they also thought that it wasn't like important enough to write down. It's just a fucking woman being all emotional and, and devastated that someone's dying, right? And we have one that's like fucking 400 lines. It's like one of the longest Keenan poems in the Irish language, right? And it survived for hundreds of years because people... The woman, it's about a woman whose husband gets killed, right? And she, it's so long. But the reason it was kept is because they kept it as a song, right? So all of our women's history is kept through song. That's the only reason why we have them. So a Keenan poem would have been sort of a song and therefore women kept it alive. And then men picked up on it because it was a song. But like it's mad. So our history of women written down doesn't exist. Whereas there was this whole process of like the bardic schools, all men, the poets that came after that were all men because women weren't allowed to. So the only songs we have that are, or poems that we have now that are in old Irish are songs or crying. Wow. Which is mad. But it's amazing. There's a lot of like drinking blood and stuff. Oh, it gets a wee bit not Catholic as well. <laughs> <laughs> she drinks her husband's blood. Wow. Yeah. So apparently it was really normal to do because you took it as a like, you drank the blood of your um, enemy if you killed him in battle so you would get his strength and also in honour of him and then women did it for their husbands and stuff it's to sort of keep a part of them alive wow yeah we have a real real funny drinking blood thing makes me want to book I know so slightly <laughs> not really into it but yeah it exists wow but it's mad so then the the, the big poem which is um, Can You Evelyn the Lyra and that's the other thing all of our other women's poems we don't know who the poet is because it wasn't important just mad right there's one poem one fucking poem that literally says it's Evelyn Elira's crying it's mad like all the rest of them are like the three Marys cry like there's all these fucking Virgin Mary poems right that exist again from women because the importance of the Virgin Mary to women in Ireland but there's only one where we can actually say yeah we actually definitely know who the poet is wow and then they say in all the like bits you read about it because we had to study this poem everyone has to study it but we had to study it and they were like a lot of everyone all the men who've written it are like we don't even know if a woman could write that and you're like I could fucking swing for all these cunts but it's mad and there's only one one poem that is that old that we know was written by a woman and now people are like how could she write it 
women couldn't write at the time but she was from a really well off family she was well educated it's well documented how well educated she was she definitely fucking wrote it wow yeah it's mad that is that is pretty bonkers the Virgin Mary appears a lot in that kind of book (laughs) right yeah okay because we have an association with her and then there's also like the spare van which is like the the spare van right the sky woman she's like a deity of some beautiful womany version and they all she appears to all these men in all their poems no necessary definition that it's the Virgin Mary but anyone who's like forced in the Catholic Church fucking elbow in there it's probably the Virgin Mary it's mad mad wow yeah hmm that's it's kind of it's it's sort of I find it really so on this journey I've been really interested in how the Virgin Mary has influenced culture and influenced the position of women and particularly the position of women in Ireland and so a lot of my stuff has been in rural sort of rural Ireland because you know that's where all the we love an El Grotto don't we oh yes yeah Um, yeah. they're everywhere they're they're absolutely everywhere do you know how often you need to cross yourself like bless yourself on the way from fucking Gidor to go to Hork like there's quite a few of them every fucking morning there's another one there she is again sweet Jesus Christ oh there she is again oh there we go again mad ensuring purity through your eyes and that you are well and truly blessed I am so blessed <laughs> but it's mad so the other thing about it is the assumption which is obviously a big deal here in Derry because it's the same day as like the first the start of the hunger strike is on the assumption of Mary Day, which is the 15th of August. Right, which is a mad connection. It's a mad, mad, mad connection. And it's really funny because for us, like, we knew that the hunger strikes were happening and it obviously it affected people, but like it was after me. But we put our feet in the water on, on Assumption Day. Mary could fucking bless us and the sea. So you have to start doing that now because of your whole Mary journey, 15th of July, right? <laughs> you have to go and put your feet in the water. Wow. Okay. I don't really know why. I think it was like to keep you from being cold and getting a cold and protecting your feet from sores or some shit like that. There'll definitely be some connection to it. But the 15th is the Assumption of Mary and that's what we do. Okay. And on the because some, <laughs> somebody else mentioned the hunger strikers and the mothers of the hunger strikers. And because like, so talking about the, the journey of Mary and not my journey, but Mary's actual journey, you know, that this young woman being told you're, you are going to have this child you have absolutely yeah. no real choice in the matter. You just have to take it. Um, and I think the idea of, because at that time there was a lot in, in, in different cultures around that, there was a lot of young girls claiming to have been seduced by a god and being pregnant because some man told her that she that he was a god. god. Yeah. And, uh, and, and so Mary being, you know, visited by an angel it's not even the god visits her she's visited by an angel <laughs> god's messengers yeah it's not even that the sexual union she doesn't even get any of the fun i know out of it like, like that's the whole point about it i'm all like it's not fair right because if you look at ireland the virgin mary and catholicism they just get rid of all the crack right because she is a magical human being who gives birth to a boy obviously couldn't god forbid she gave birth to a woman we wouldn't have a fucking new testament to talk about right but she gives birth to a boy but like there's no sex and it's just so pure like she's and it's all about the purity right and that's our big issue is that we see women as whores or 
virgins in Ireland Mm -hmm. and like the whole Catholic journey revolves around that to the point where like women are treated differently to men that's the other issue I have with Catholicism I can't be a feminist and be all like yes Catholicism is for me because it's not like you're just not given an option right so you're not allowed to have any crack you're not allowed to touch yourself everything you do is a sin and if you happen to get pregnant from fucking having sex which you're also not allowed to do right then we are forced then to beg for our forgiveness at the altar of fucking a man who's also preaching the word of a man whose son is more important than the mother of the fucking son do you know what I mean so the issue is we are not allowed to have any crack like we're just not allowed to have any crack and if you go further than that because of the whole Virgin Mary thing then they had complete rights to fucking sell our children to fucking anyone the, the highest price going and women were forced to fucking like the laundries that this art that this island have gone through right the shit that we have done to women in this fucking island and we say it's for the fucking you know through the eyes of God and and the idea of what God wanted and so everything that women do because nobody does know about John the Baptist or maybe she was too old for them to care about right and then there's the whore but eventually like Jesus saved her a man came in and swooped her off her feet and he changed her back to that then the two stories we have about women are either the virgin which we have to stay or the whore who has to be saved by God. And either way, there's a fucking path of pain ahead of you. Yeah. So all those laundries and all those places where we shipped off babies and we took, we killed babies just because we thought it was okay, is all reflected back on Mary. I'm not putting the blame on her. I know how massively important she is to all my family. But there's, the big question is like... And, all, and also, <coughs> and also, I think like as a, as a character, as a, as a woman character, she's had all of these things put on her. It's not like... You know, because the, the, the fragments of, of what we have of her that's in the biblical text, the fragments that we have, she's actually, she comes across as quite a, quite a human mother. Yeah. And in, in, in sort of, yeah. in a lot of ways. and Like, she's amazing. And so, she is amazing. That's the thing about her, yeah. right? Even as someone who I'm like, oh, I don't even know how I feel about you. She's an amazing character. And when we talk about her, they tell us that if you want something, then you ask Mary for it, right? Because she will work her magic and get round a man, whereas Jesus can just say no to you and that's it, he said no. So the whole wedding of Cana, that whole scenario is the story that we're told. So when you need something, you pray to Mary, which is why also, as Irish people, she's so important because we're told to pray to her because she won't say no. Whereas Jesus is, depending on what age he's at, (laughs) might be busy getting crucified or fucking being a teenager, right? Or being angry at fucking people for having parties in churches. but reg- or, So the thing is that she's so important because we're told she's really important. Yeah. But then she's also the reason why it's totally okay to fucking crucify women for deciding not to want to be pregnant. Or for falling pregnant outside of wedlock. Yeah. And it's always fallen on her. Because the story does revolve around her. Yeah, her and Eve. Like the two yeah. of them together. They're both like really prominent mothers in, in the Bible. And they're both really kind of... One is... I suppose it's all her fault. Yeah, she ruined everything. <laughs> and then the other one had to had to suffer yeah. and bring this child into the world to make everything right because of all her like all of what Eve did yeah. and because it was all her fault. So you have this like bookend yeah. almost. And that's why the connection is so funny, right? Because if you look at it, we've got with hunger strikers and I can understand why mothers prayed so prominently to her and why she was such a huge figure right because she if you believe her story then she went through everything a hunger strikers yeah. went through 
because she knew her son was dying Damn. yeah and she was there at his death yeah. she was there so she was there when he was born and she was there when he died yeah. and for a lot of those hunger striker mo- those mothers a lot of them didn't get to be there for whenever yeah. their children died yeah and but also I think that what was probably nice about it for those am I like I'm totally speaking out of because I don't know but also she knew it was ahead of her she couldn't change get him to change his mind you know like this was the path that was laid down as yeah. it was with hunger strikers like there was the only end is death and you have to struggle through it and I suppose if you're praying to somebody then you want to pray to somebody who feels or has been through what you've been through and she does do that so I suppose the whole assumption thing actually has an even stronger meaning if you are a strong Catholic who believes in Mary which yeah. is amazing because that connection is huge yeah. if you make that connection well you I mean I think that's why she's such a prominent figure because she sort of disappeared a lot in um, it, through history you know through the, through the church history she kind of disappeared and then she, she was a big figure in like medieval times and it was the, the suffering um, and, and like the passion plays and, and that that were that traveled to you know all around the country people yeah. doing these like the processions that was ultimately Jesus carrying his cross and doing all of that and and it was about um, reminding people that they were that their suffering was nothing <laughs> yeah in comparison and and then the sort of you see a lot of the iconography kind of really kicking in around that point and then renaissance sort of period onwards but the idea that yeah perfect triangle <laughs> yeah and and but then we then we sort of for a long time then she kind of gets lost or forgotten and then there's a resurgence yeah. in her um, but i suppose cause she did suffer like Jesus suffered but like he was always the son of God so he was going to go straight up anyway whereas I feel like she suffers more than anyone yeah do you know and also she has to be this pillar I know she has to be this perfect human in order for her to be his human connection so she's the human influence in his life so in order for him to live up to son of God title she has to maintain that element of perfection and then as women when we look at the Bible, that's that's our role model. Yeah. That's who we look at. Like it's nuts. Do you know, like that's yeah. the person that. That's why abortion is the worst thing in the world because like it doesn't matter what's ahead of you. Mary had to watch her son die, or like it's just a shite. She's like, do me wrong. Cause everyone in my family fucking adores her, right? Yeah. Like there are miraculous medals for every occasion. <laughs> do you know what I mean? There's a, every there's a miraculous result medal for everything. Yeah, you know, um. And it's mad. It's just mad. It's mad. It's mad. It's mad. Yeah. But then, like, I just look at it and I go, yeah, but you turned all the good things shite. Like, in Ireland, right, pre-Christianity, we had, like, female gods. We had male gods. We had non-defined gods. Bridget being the best one of them all, right, and the most Irish of the saints that we have. And, like, she was amazing. Like, she was the god of harvest. She fucking god of beer. She was god of everything amazing, right, including fertility. So women, rather than praying to the Virgin Mary who you know got magically pregnant like that's not going to happen to anyone who's struggling to get pregnant whereas Bridget was just like that was her germ she literally brought everything into this world be that children be that corn be that animals that was her germ and then 
the Catholic Church came. She was also an abortionist, so you could go to her if you were in trouble. Yeah. You know, and she would get it sorted, and that's what she did. So she was sort of that whole harvest thing, whether it goes well or it doesn't, that was her deal. And then the Catholic Church came. Couldn't have a fucking, you know, female, powerful symbol. So changed her into a saint and downgraded her to a little old lady who made crosses for dying men. That's it. You know, like it's just mad. It's mad how they can belittle her to something. And she was, she is amazing. Yeah. And then she's nothing now. Apart from the woman who like makes crosses and then she floats around the night of her day, blesses all the things that are outside. <laughs> and then that's it. But it's mad. It's just an insane way to think because we just downgrade all our women because no one can be as perfect as the Virgin Mary. Ergo, none of us women are ever going to be good enough. <sighs> That's probably not the right thing to say. But. No, I think um, I think it's a really valid thing to say, and it's um, definitely uh, a part of you know when we when we look at the when we look at the horrendous things as you say have been in place that have happened to women, and the reasons why they've happened to women when we put that into context. I mean, so we're sitting a year on a year and a bit on after the referendum. It was quite a resounding result in the South and we're sitting in Northern Ireland in a country where <laughs> we're not allowed to have those you may just cross your legs love yeah. <laughs> um, and hope um, and also in a, in, a, in a place where incredible austerity is in place and you know two child cap on benefits yeah. and uh, welfare cuts and domestic violence on the rise and all of that crack and you know we're looking at what this restricted position of women even still here but even like like we're in a shit position but if you look at America like they're losing rights that they didn't even know they could lose yeah which is terrifying like they're literally like closing down I know we're obviously in a different position where we can't have them at all yeah but like but they, they a, fought for them and they got them and, and now they're literally and now turning, they're turning their backs turning on. the backs I think there was some there was an economist <coughs> who did um, did a study and said that during Bill Clinton's term as president crime rates had dropped in America quite quite dramatically mm. and and whenever he traced it back it wasn't because Bill Clinton was a particularly wonderful president or because the laws in place were particularly harsh or anything like that. It was that the introduction of the introduction of abortion rights made such a huge impact on society that where you had impoverished areas and people who couldn't sustain having children, having bringing life into the mm. world, were able to have access to health care that would allow them to move on in their life that this was then ha- had a had a massive impact on crime yeah it's funny because it does affect everything like women's reproductive rights totally changes everything yeah because it means that like especially and i know you shouldn't make the differentiation right but like when you are looking at people who are working class mm-hmm. right who, who can't afford to fucking get a plane to go somewhere right then the small changes we put in place here be that fucking contraception and hopefully the next move is fucking abortion rights right um like it changes everything because it changes the status of women it changes how we decide when and what we're allowed to do with ourselves and it changes the relationship that we have with men yeah because we we have this 
we there's have a power balance in, there a, is a, in a way. In a weird way. Yeah. Yeah. There is a power balance that's not there. I know it's not a balance, but you know, it's, I know there are other, there are other like factors yeah. that are there, but it gives us a fitting that we can try. We can strive because we have this sense of autonomy. Mm. And it, and I think that if we, um, if we can have that fitting, then the rest follows yeah can follow and it's small steps Mm. so it's like if there are and that's obviously the thing that people get really angry about about abortion but if there are less kids in the world Mm -hmm. being brought into a world where the mother probably doesn't want it or can't afford it or it's just not the right time whatever whatever the reason is mental space to deal with like i look at like i look at my like we talked about my 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 mom and you know she was she had no kind of like she wasn't prepared to be a wife never mind a mother but that was her escape plan and that's what she did because that's what she knew yeah and for a lot of women that's kind of that's that's been a thing that your escape plan is to get married and have children and then you focus on that and then and and you know and as time has moved on and you know we're we're looking at sort of a a place where we have um I did have a thought <laughs> this going <laughs> ah, and then I lost it um but, but yeah so I think I think that when we have if we have options yeah when we have options there we can make choices that are better yeah it's funny because like the decision two things one we do not reflect on men we don't have a person for men to have to fit that mold right in Catholicism because that's the religion that I'm obviously like was brought up in right because he's just a man and he's flawed and he's allowed to be flawed like he's allowed to say no and then Mary steps in he's allowed to be angry he's allowed to have all those emotions he's totally allowed to be those person those people he has you can be different versions of Jesus right whereas Mary is one version She's just this perfect, perfect thing. But even if we force what Joseph was, who doesn't really, like, who gives a shite, right? But he's angry, and then he gets over the fact that he's angry, and he believes in her, and then he follows that path where he tries to raise a good son and support his magical wife, right? Like, if we inflicted all that shit on men, then it'd be a different scenario. But there is, we don't inflict that on men, because there's no need. Because obviously men rule fucking roost. That's the way it is. Yeah, but I mean, like if we inflict that, Joseph, you know, you're, it's okay for you to get angry. But yeah, um, then God has to talk to you and tell you that to yeah. sort it out. It's nuts. But then... So we're still not, we're still not kind of, we still wouldn't be inflicting the most positive. No. <laughs> but then that's, and that's the thing, because they have so many options in the Bible. You could pick to be any one of them. Fucking even Judas, he had his, he was good at points. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. But like the the abortion thing is mad, right? Because as someone who was Catholic when they had their abortion, that was one hell of a way to not be Catholic anymore. Yeah. Yeah. Because it was awful. And we hadn't had the repeal of the eighth movement. We were nowhere fucking near it. And so you had to, did you have to travel? I was living away. And it was really hard because the thing that killed me the most about that was being a Catholic. Regardless of whether your state thinks you're a murderer or not right you make a decision for you but being a catholic and making that decision is like there is no going back you are officially no longer part of that church and the fear of what it is that that 
does to your soul, I suppose, if you're like, I'm not in that place anymore and I'm way older now and I can totally like get there. But like at that point, it was horrific. Like the things that we inflict on women because it's not something we're allowed to do. And we're, and that was horrific. I'll never forget the fear of being like, this is it. If I make this decision, regardless of what's going on in my mental health, regardless of what's going on in my life, regardless of where I am in situ in everything. The pain that was inflicted on me by Catholicism will never go away because I was completely wrong. There is no coming back. My soul is gone. And not only that, but because of the way all your family are raised, like some of my family know, some of them don't. But like, they're all raised that way. So they all automatically think you're fucked. They're not even point in praying for you. You're gonna go down because there's no coming back. Because again, all of our decisions on what being a mother is, is based on the most human, perf- unhuman, perfect woman in the world. But the pain of being a Catholic and at that point, someone who genuinely, like, believes in all that madness. And I say madness in the fact that all my beliefs right now are madness about paganism. But at that point, like, I was young. I did not need to have that shit laid on me. And it was, like, fucking 21, 2019, whatever fucking age. Like, years in the making to know that you are that fucking wrong. Do you know? And, like, having to make... Like, making the decision. Gee, it's awful. And, like, the guy that... Like the father of the fucking fetus, if you want to call it that, a child, whatever, whoever you want to judge me on this. Like, he was amazing. But everything in me taught me that he wasn't going to be amazing. Because that's how men are. Do you know what I mean? Because it's like, I totally thought he'd be a dick about it and he wasn't. He was all like, it's all new. And I remember being like, I am actually making the worst decision I could make as a Catholic. That's me. Like, I'm fucked. You know what I mean? Mm. There's no coming back. And he was all, it's on you. Whatever decision you make, I'll back you on it. But like, he was all like, shouldn't be defined by religion and it shouldn't because it's a fucking medical thing. Yeah. And I'm allowed to make those decisions. But yeah, that was a definite like nail in the fucking Catholic coffin because there's no coming back from that pain. Like just bawling to yourself because you've even considered it is a fucking sin. And then to go through with it is a fucking sin. And then I waited fucking five years to tell my mother and she's my best friend. I could tell her anything. She'll fucking back me anytime. But I'd be so afraid to tell her that because of what our society has defined what women are and what we do. And a lot of, a lot of it comes down to the magical woman who wears white and blue. Yeah. Do you know? But like... And when you talk to your mum about it, how was she? She was raging I didn't tell her. She was just raging she couldn't be there. That's what she was raging about. Like, and everything I mean was like, oh, she's going to fucking speak. I start packing me shit. No. She was just raging that I had to go through it on my own. That it was insane that I would think that that's the way she would think because that's not how she thinks. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And that was amazing. Like the forgiveness I got that day, I don't give a fuck what religion I am anymore. Yeah. Because that's all I needed. I just needed someone to be in my corner and fight for me regardless. And then when it came to repealing the eighth, like my father would have been conservative in his time. Like he's an LX homophobe because you know back in the day when it was totally allowed to be that. But he's not that anymore. He came door to door with me during the yes. Um, marriage equality thing and then during the repeal of the eighth he just kept being like why aren't Catholics like why is there no empathy he was like can you imagine and it was weird because I know my mum hasn't told him because we're all a bit like oh how will he take that <laughs> the Virgin Mary daughter you know what I mean but um, but he was all how is there no empathy how can Catholicism get away with being like with no empathy having gone through the whole fucking rigmarole of what they've gone through fucking selling babies killing women 
like crucifying women and to not have empathy when it comes down to, to abortion. He was all like, it's insane. And that in itself was forgiven. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And even the other, like my brothers had both discussed it and they had, they both have wives who have children and they were like, can you imagine inflicting, inflicting that on a pregnant woman? Like at any stage. But they were like, you know, like women who truly want their babies. You know, like that baby is so wanted by both parents. And then if it dies that they have to carry it full term, it's fucking insanity. Yeah. And that like, so my brother was all, no, like they all, all of us, it was lovely. It was nice to have our whole house in agreement about it. But like my aunt was like, who's a very much a Virgin Mary human being, was like, no, it's murder. And you're all like, where are you getting this mad idea from? But then my mum, and my mum obviously knows my stance on it because like I told her so many years ago. And she was like, uh, that whole thing was mad because it was weird because like you may think that like marriage equality was a way easier sell. Even though it was horrific. It was fucking horrific the shit that was said during that fucking period was horrific yeah there is still pain in place from that shit from the posters and the madness and the fucking Iona Institute like it's nuts repealing the 8th was a harder sell because it involved dead babies even though the Catholic Church can fucking kill as many of them as they want and bury them wherever the fuck they want but for one woman to decide that for herself on her terms is completely wrong and in our household it was funny because mum was so pro-abortion abortion like fucking pro-choice <laughs> I know but even that like the word abortion fucking and like in Irish it's awful it's like fucking child killing gee wonder where that comes from I know yeah I wonder who came up with the word for that like yeah gain value it's the destroying of a child it's awful awful but um my aunt came and she was going, she was going to a protest, right, a pro-life protest. And she came and went to flyer and left it in our living room. And my mum was all like, take that. I put it in your pocket and take it out of my hair. And that was amazing. You know, that she knows. It's not even about me, but it's so nice to have a backing. Because yeah. all your fears, all your big, dirty Catholic fears. And that's like, how many fucking, one of their like, sins is that? You know, she got greed the loss that you give into to decide to you know not consider like not closing your legs enough it's one of the bad ones like and that was a definite nail in my in the, in the catholic coffin for me oh. yeah it's grand like i'm fine now yeah <laughs> you get through it like yeah you know my whole family knows the only pair i'll say is the one i got tattooed on me because it means more to me than anything else so every fucking family celebration every fucking funeral like I get a wee smile being all like ah oh, at least you're saying the Virgin Mary's prayer <laughs> <laughs> even though I'm all like you know it's not my job I'm doing it for my aunt but they're all like yeah because our other aunt died and we had to do the rosary every fucking night and you're all like yeah 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 and her turning you it, whatever and then it'd be like oh yeah Lee Mar Margie Gearna Packy Missionary and then I just get this wee smirk from my mum being all like <laughs> mad it's mad it's mad that one line gets them every time every one of them every one of them can forgive me everything as long as I'm like will still say that one line <laughs> nuts oh Sarah thank you so much for That's sharing okay. I don't know if I mentioned anything of any use but sure uh yeah um I'm not um I can't remember my password <laughs> <laughs> I had a bit of brain fart my whole time okay
Thank you for listening to this episode 11 of For the Love of Mary podcast. Thank you to the Arts Council of Northern Ireland for their support in this project and allowing me to uh, capture the stories of so many awesome, awesome women. Uh, huge thank you to Sarah Nehran for um, taking the time to sit down and have a chat with me. Um, I hope you enjoyed it as much as I did. Um, keep listening. Um, we've got some, still got some great stories coming up, still got some great, um, great conversations. Um, do the like and share, subscribe, get these stories out there. Let's, let's share these conversations with the world. Thank you so much.